Welcome to Watchfire Music's Theater of the Imagination. We recommend a pair of good headphones and your favorite easy chair, where you can sit back, close your eyes, and immerse yourself in all three series of this podcast. Scattershot Symphony, Having a Talk with God, and Rosemary and Time, the podcast musical. And now, let us begin. Welcome to Scattershot Symphony, the music of Peter Link. That's me. People ask me, why symphony? You're not a classical composer. Well, Wikipedia defines symphony as an extended musical composition most often written by composers for orchestra, often presented in several movements. And so... I bring you the music of a lifetime of composition, often presented in several movements. That's the nature of these podcasts, a scattershot look at a lifetime of music. So, strap on them headphones. We're 90% music with just a smattering of commentary. And for God's sakes, turn it up! Hey, y'all. This week being the 16th episode of this podcast, I prefer to let the music do the talking. However, if you need to know more about me, please visit wikipedia.com, Peter Link. This episode is entitled, No Vocals, No Lyrics, Just Music, an exploration of instrumental music from various albums. Basically, I've always considered myself, first and foremost, a songwriter. However, being known as a composer brings many divergent opportunities that are simply far too fascinating to pass up. As a Broadway composer, I was known more for my scoring. My two Tony Award nominations came from work done on plays with music rather than musicals. I did a lot of early work scoring television movies of the week, I wrote ballets for the Joffrey Ballet, and I worked often in children's television for programs like Sesame Street and Big Blue Marble. Again, creating scores often interlaced with songs, but primarily focused on scoring. These works were my on-the-job early education, and they certainly paid the rent. Never a schooled musician, I always learned my music theory through creating and performing it rather than in the classroom. That had its drawbacks, but it always had its advantages as well. I was never trapped by theory as to what I could do and what might not be proper. But on the other hand, I often got myself into situations where I was in over my head because of a lack of theory. Suffice it to say that a better understanding of music theory in my life would have made me a better musician early in life. Theory is important and necessary, but never as important as inspiration. Why am I telling you all this? I guess it's sort of a confession. I'm old enough that I don't have to hide my lack of school training anymore. My on-the-job training carried me pretty well over the years. Let's just summarize all this this way. I never took an orchestration class or studied orchestration with a private teacher. I listened to the music of my imagination. Once I understood the story to be told, broke it down in my head to its relative parts, and then sang to myself those parts as I recorded them. I am what is called a head arranger. I orchestrate the music in my head. On this episode, we'll listen to instrumentals written and produced primarily for albums. As a lyricist, I am a storyteller. If you are a follower of this podcast, then you will already know that as an artist, I am definitely a storyteller. For me, everything I create has to have some form of a story attached. So, as a composer of instrumental music, 
there will always be a story told, whether you follow it or not. I do not equate story and plot. To me, a story is a through action that drives one through the particular composition. Some might call it an arc. Others might call it a through line. So, the music you are about to hear always tells a story. If my particular story is not obvious to you, since there are no words to clarify, please feel free to make up one of your own. Come with me now into the concert hall of my mind. There you will get to know me best, for there lies the best of who I am. For my first offering, Purpose, theme and variations on a hymn tune by H. Walford Davies.
I walked into my studio one day, and as I walked past the piano, my right hand simply fell onto the keys and played a chord of total chance. I walked on, and as the chord resonated in my consciousness, I was forced to turn around, go back, and play it again. I had no idea what the chord was or what notes it contained. Trying to remember where I had dropped my hand, I tried again, but I misremembered and played instead another chord, but with the same shape of my hand. The two chords now resonating back to back forced me to drop my coat and bag on the floor as I sat down at the piano and began to explore these two capricious chords back to back. Hours later, as coat and bag still sat at my feet, I had the shape, the sonority, somewhat Asian in color and tone, and the mood seemed fully formed. It had to do with the sea somehow. It soared. Somewhere within those two chords lived uh, Japan. I'm sorry, I cannot be more specific than that. I googled, what is the word for seagull 
in Japanese. What came back was Anadori. The word fit the music like hand in glove. Anadori. And so, Anadori. Come soar with me.
Elton John once said that he learned his particular piano technique playing hymns for his minister father's church services. The essence of hymn tunes became the basis for one of the great pop rock songwriters and performers of our time. The same principle is true for me as well. I grew up with those hymn songs sung every Sunday in Sunday school. They were foundational. One of my favorite session guitarists that I always trusted, and therefore hired to play my own music, is Bobby Stanton. After years on the road as a sideman, with everybody from James Taylor to Bo Diddley, and the rest too numerous to mention, Bobby now teaches guitar at Berklee College of Music in Boston. I produced and orchestrated an album for Bobby called Shepherd, hymn tunes produced for guitar, and orchestrated to support this newer, fresh approach to these classic melodies. One particular song from that album stands out. Ebenezer, also known as Tone E Bottle, or Tune in a Bottle, is a famous Welsh hymn tune composed by Thomas John Williams, who lived from 1869 to 1944. First published in 1897, the famed English composer and music historian Ralph Vaughan Williams referred to it as one of the greatest hymn tunes of all time. Ebenezer, by the way, means stone of help in the Bible. Just in case you were wondering. The myth that the tune was discovered in a bottle on a beach in North Wales was published in the Daily Mail in 1902. It has affectionately been known as Tone E. Bottle ever since, and is even referred to sometimes as Ebenezer. I bring you this information because the melody is truly from another world, and so clearly original. Tone E. Bottle Sweet, Bobby Stanton.
The album, Deep Waters, performed by Julia Wade, is a suite for orchestra and voice. Its intention is to explore the journey from confusion to clarity that we all face daily in our time here on planet Earth. The journey from deep waters to the fresh breath and breeze of smooth sailing. As a child, I played the game of how long could I sit on the bottom of the lake holding my breath? Finally, giving in to the need for new breath, I would pull my way to the top, surface, and dizzily drink in the wondrous air. The image has stayed with me all these years. It seemed a starting point and metaphor for this musical work. Deep Waters consists of three songs performed by Julia and three instrumentals tying the songs together and bridging the journey from song to song. Since we promised no vocals and no lyrics, for the first time ever, we shall omit the songs and bring you the three instrumentals back to back in three movements. Deep Waters, The Wish, and then Breath. For those of you who might want to take a deep dive into deep waters, there is a beautiful free 24-page digital liner notes book that would absolutely knock your socks off available to you. For this treasure chest of information, please go to watchfiremusic.com forward slash podcast and then click on episode 16 to download the free digital book. So, get out your water wings and take a deep breath. Deep Waters, sweet.
For centuries, composers have been using folk and ancient melodies as a starting point for their work. This is the concept for our next offering. State the theme and then develop it with my own particular individuality and creativity. Ode to Joy is just that, an exploration of the many types of joy I experience in life. This final construct is not from an album of songs, rather a mostly instrumental series of impressions on the theme of joy. With each movement, I started with a loved melody, not my own. I would state it and then let the muse in me take it from there. Sometimes I even dropped the original theme after it had given me a start. I mixed the musical styles of my life joyfully, not caring who I might offend, but just going with what I heard. Drawing from the diverse musical styles of the latter part of the 20th century and the beginning of the 21st. My intention in the beginning was to create a purely instrumental album. Uh, that's not the way it worked out. Along the way, I kept finding things I wanted to say, and so I said them, or sang them, or, or had my friends sing them. So, okay, I lied. At the end of this last selection, people will start to sing. Beware. Be ready. I can't imagine you would regret it. The experience of making this CD was one of the best of my life. I am ever grateful for the joy in my life. It is this light, this joy that I write about in all its ramifications. It is my ode to joy. And so... With great respect to Ludwig van Beethoven and my deepest apologies. Ode to Joy and Ode to Joy finale. Hey, Mr. Beethoven, this one's for you. It's all about joy.
And now for something completely different.
Scattershot Symphony, Episode 16. Next, Episode 17. So you like pop songs. Well, who doesn't? That's why they're called pop songs. They're popular. And we got lots of them. You asked, so we comply. Coming your way, Episode 17. Also, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. And to keep abreast of the latest episode, you can subscribe to Scattershot Symphony from your podcast app of choice. A grateful nod goes to Carol J. for arrangement inspiration on Ode to Joy. Asta Farrell, age five, for her sweet voiceover on Ode to Joy. And of course, Mr. Van Beethoven for his wondrous music. I hope I have not disturbed your peace, sir wherever you may be. Also, to Julia Wade, Margaret Dorn, Daryl Tooks, Kevin Osborne, and Latanya Hall for their wondrous choir work on Ode to Joy finale. Thank you to all. And thanks to Watchfire Music, Nathan Bergdorf, and the entire staff for all your work in producing and promoting this podcast. A very special thanks also to Stuart Barefoot, our associate producer, for all your invaluable knowledge and great vibes. And lastly, a posthumous thanks to Ludwig von Beethoven for your opening four bars. This podcast is presented with loving care by the staff at Watchfire Music. If you liked what you heard, we got lots more where that came from. In the meantime, you can find the songs you just heard on watchfiremusic.com forward slash podcast. There, you can purchase the singles or albums and have access to all the lyrics. Also, there you will find all previous podcasts and future scheduling. If you 
just became a Scattershot fan? Tell your friends and stay tuned. Did you enjoy this episode? If so, check out the show notes and follow the link to subscribe to Theater of the Imagination. There, you can unlock access to its treasure chest of inspirational entertainment and a world of exciting creativity.